we had um, we have been expecting and worried and concerned about what happened uh, mostly yesterday, but it's actually been happening for a while. May, not for any uh, particular problem, although this is the first time in 30 years that both the Jewish and uh, Muslim and Christian holidays happen at the same time. And uh, so um, this was a concern for the King of Jordan. The uh, U.S. Secretary of State uh, came to Israel and Palestine to make sure that uh, because last year we also happened, had similar situation and there was similar uh, Israeli uh, storming of the of the mosque. And so they didn't want that to happen again. And unfortunately, it happened despite uh, all the good faith effort by uh, local and, and regional leaders and international leaders. Um, I don't know exactly uh, why it happened, um, but a number of things have been growing for some time. Um, the um, government, the current government of Israel is run by uh, a prime minister who belongs to a radical right-wing party. And um, about two weeks ago, he lost one of his coalition members. And so his his... Uh, government is basically on extremely razor thin, not even a majority, it's 60-60 actually, if everybody votes, uh, he can barely uh, stay in power. Um, and uh, the more religious, the more radical elements of his party have been pressuring, or at least he's been, um, he's been hesitant to block off uh, the uh, attempts by the religious uh, individuals in Israel who um, are trying to somehow, um, from their point of view, repossess control over the mosque area. Now, for historical reason, Al-Aqsa uh, Mosque, as well as the entire old city of Jerusalem, is a UNESCO World Heritage Site which means nobody is allowed to change the status of that site because of its, uh, its part, it's uh, because of its uh, role in, in being part of world heritage history. In addition to that, um, different powers who have ruled or controlled Jerusalem have always accepted what we call the status quo agreement. And the status quo agreement as the name mentions, is supposed to accept the status quo of whoever has whatever they have, they have a right to continue to have and control it. Now, just for history, uh, Al-Aqsa Mosque has been controlled, run by Muslims for 1,200 years continuously. The only exception was a short period during the uh, Crusader control, and that didn't last very long. Um, now, you know, the Jews say, yeah, but we, you know, this used to belong to us even before that, 5,000 years ago, when God gave it to Moses or whatever, or to Abraham. Um, now, the problem is, today's world is not run by the Bible, although a Bible is an important document, or by, you know, 3,000-year history. It's run by agreements and contracts and and uh, UN resolutions and and membership in the international community. And the Israelis don't seem to accept that. Although 
they are forced to, not that because they want to. And they're trying to, to say that, okay, you know, this is a Muslim place, but it's also the Jews should be allowed to pray. And that's also rejected by the Muslims. Now, in 2014, uh, Netanyahu, the Prime Minister of Israel at the time, and the King of Jordan, along with the US Secretary John Kerry, reached an understanding, which said in a very simple terms, Al-Aqsa Mosque is for Muslims to pray and for everyone else to visit. So if people want to visit the holy site uh, when people are not praying, fine, they can visit. That's a, you know, it's a historical place that people like to visit. But the idea of the Jews visiting Al-Aqsa Mosque is not to visit, but they're trying to reclaim somehow possession. And uh, that's where the problems happen. Now, this year, as in past years, but this year more, um, some of the radical Jews have been saying, we want to bring in the, a lamb to Al-Aqsa Mosque and kill it and sacrifice it to kind of uh, a reminiscent of, of what the Jews did in, uh, you know, in decade or not decade, millennies ago. And of course that fired up the Muslims and they were worried. And so they literally stayed overnight and they were trying to stop the attempt of of the radicals to enter into Al-Aqsa Mosque. And in the early morning hours, the Israeli soldiers literally stormed the, the location, arrested some 500 people, broke the glass of the mosque. Uh, 120 people were injured. Uh, they just literally beat up at least three journalists very badly, even though they're well documented as journalists. Um, so that, you know, created a backlash of many countries, including the US, including the UN, including the EU, including Saudi Arabia and others all criticized Israel for what it had done. Uh, you know, Al-Aqsa is the third holiest mosque in Islam. So it's a very, very holy place. And the way it was treated and defiled and walked all over, you know, in their shoes and everything. You know, in the mosque, people take their shoes before they enter. And the Israeli soldiers in their boots just literally walked in and, and turned the place into a headlock. Um, so, yes, that's that's what happened. <laughs> and at this point, you know, what what is the concern about this escalating into uh a repeat of, of some of the violence that we saw from from Israel uh, last May uh, in, in 2021 when there was a similar uh, situation. Um, there is a lot of effort by the Egyptian government to uh, ensure uh, that this does not happen. Um, Hamas leadership has been meeting continuously and offering um, through the Egyptians, some type of uh, understanding uh, that if all the prisoners are released and Israelis commit not to do what we, what is called the uh, extrajudicial killings or assassinations, then the Hamas will not uh, escalate. And that seems to be what is happening now. We don't know exactly what the understanding details are, but the Egyptian uh, leadership is putting a lot of effort to uh, de-escalate. And Israelis basically did what they wanted to do. They, you know, they proved uh, their uh, 
symbolic idea that they control the area, even though they had to beat up and, and you know, hurt a lot of people. Uh, so it's you know, almost like a game. And the Israelis think, you know, oh, we showed up, who's the, who's the boss, who's in charge, and, you know. So, so uh, almost high school childish in a way, the way they treat a uh, very holy place. But anyway, they did it in the early morning hours, thinking that nobody will be watching, nobody will see. And by noon, they were in saying, oh, here, everybody's praying and everything's back to order. But people don't forget and pictures and videos don't forget. And And since then, since it occurred, uh, you know, have there been uh, sort of mass rallies or, or mass? There are. There are rallies in many countries in Amman, where I'm in. They had a rally last night. And actually, in the mosque itself, and, and last night they had a, a small demonstration or protest uh, of the people who were there. Uh, there are rallies in different places. Um, and in many West Bank and Gaza, and even in uh, Palestinian citizens of Israel, have been also holding demonstrations. But um, if you wanted to know whether it's escalating or not, it's it's a bit too early to tell whether we are beginning a new wave of protest or whether this is it will uh, quiet down. We don't know. It's hard to say. And I wonder, so you mentioned a little bit of the reaction of, of other countries as well. And how does this play potentially, a, you know, could be a thorn in the side of Israel as it's embarking continually on the campaign of normalizing relations with the other Arab states? You know, um, I've been watching that and I've been trying to see if the uh, Emiratis and the Bahrainis would make a statement of any kind. I haven't seen anything. I don't know. I think the Moroccans did. But I haven't seen anything from the Emirates or Bahrain. Um, but, you know, that uh, Arab League, which represents everybody, spoke very strongly, made a very strong statement. Uh, and, yeah, I, I think the you know, normalization is more of an economic pact than anything else. And it's, um, it's a way for the Emirates to have a better relation with the U.S. through the Israelis. Right. So in the, in the process, they're basically, you know, they'll issue sort of like these statements, but they're not actually changing necessarily their relationship with Israel in spite of. Um, yeah, I, I look, the Emirates uh, did not issue a statement. The Egyptians did and the Jordanians did and the Saudis did and the Arab League did. Um, but, you know, I'm not sure it, it goes further than just. Uh, words uh, the um, the professional unions in jordan demanded the government of jordan to uh, expel the israeli ambassador but it's not going to happen um but things are i mean it it, it was very nasty what happened very uh, upsetting to many people but then you know i don't know it's you know israelis do these things and then they um bring down the, the temperature a little bit until the next next round so it, i think also there is an element of revenge in what happened this yesterday because of the israelis who were killed about two or three weeks ago and i think the israeli public uh, actually reveled in the pictures of seeing palestinians being beaten up because it, it makes them feel like okay 
our government is taking revenge, and, and that's also sad. Alistair, so you mentioned a little bit about uh, Hamas, the comments they've been making uh, through the Egyptians. What has been the response of, of the PA? Uh, I'm going. Um, the PA is actually holding a very important uh, emergency meeting Sunday night, and uh, they've been speaking out, uh, nothing of substance really, but yeah, that's all. Well, thank you, and I, I guess my, I, I would have just one final comment. I wonder if you could, you could provide some insight into it. It would be, uh, you know, the attack comes, of course, during Ramadan, and I wonder how, you know, this is being interpreted across uh, across Muslim society in Palestine and across the Muslim world. Is you know Israel does this all the time, as you mentioned, committing these attacks during Ramadan. But do you think that then doing this in in the third holiest site uh, during Ramadan is going to potentially spark you know something more significant? <coughs> yeah, I mean, I hope so. I don't know if it will, but uh, yes, I mean, the uh, as you said, this one idea that both in Ramadan and in the uh, Holy Mosque uh, is, a, is a no, you know, putting their finger in the nose of Muslims saying, we don't care what you think. It's very, very sad that, that uh, this is happening. Um, but I don't know. The Israelis have the Western countries behind them, supporting them, and they can get away with things that uh, the Russians don't get away with in Ukraine. Right, and, and I think with that, it, it'll be interesting to see the American response to it. Um, exactly, exactly. Who cares at all, uh, considering that there was some recent movement of, of, you know, the U.S. going and potentially trying to ease things. But yeah, like you said, I think you know, we'll have to see what the U.S. will say, but I'm sure... They issued a statement today, I don't know if you saw it, um, okay. you know, calling on the respect of the status quo and, uh, you know, Nothing of you know, no, no actionable action. Just statements. But anyway, yeah, great. That's all. Thank you so much uh, for taking some time, and I I really appreciate it. And good luck. Thank you. Goodbye.